A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realise that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. ThreadUp, the largest online consignment and thrift store, is helping brands tap into fashion's fastest-growing industry. Find out why Gap, Reformation, and more are joining the resale revolution at threadup.com BOF. No matter how big a brand is, a brand needs culture. It needs the um, kids in, in the streets to lust after it. You do say, should we look at the past and learn from that? Or should we continue in this direction of uncertainty and hope that it is all a dream we will one day wake up from? I don't believe the world needs 10 of me doing the same thing. I think it's great that everyone can bring something just a little bit different because we all dream differently. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion, and welcome to the BOF podcast. Early on in the lockdown, our editor-at-large sat down with the talented stylist Ib Kamara for an episode of BOF Live. Tim learned about Ib's upbringing and his approach to creating some of the most arresting and interesting fashion images over the past few years. Here's Ib Kamara, Inside Fashion. I, I don't know how I would describe it, actually, but he's had a huge impact on my um, love of fashion imagery over the last few years. He's actually revitalized my, my love of magazines, and um, I'm not going to blow any more smoke. I'm just going to ask him. Hello, Ib. Welcome. How would you describe yourself? I would say I'm still sort of um, growing, and um, what's, what's the English? I am um, evolving. I think every time I make a photo, I'm learning something new. So I'm still very um, happy to to make work. I don't know if that sort of answers your question. As a stylist, an art director? A stylist, I'm... as a, a art director, as a image maker, as a thinker, as a writer, I think I'm still like exploring the things that make me happy and, and sort of the things I want to say to the world. I think, I think what really stands out for me is that you've created your own universe in, with your imagery so that when, whoever you're working for, 
you're welcoming them into your world. And I think that's, if, if I look at great fashion photography in the past and, and I look at the relationship between the most famous photographers and their stylists, they, it's the same situation. They have a very, very identif <clears throat> excuse me, identifiable signature and anyone who works with them steps into their world. Would you say that that's something that's been an aim for you? Yes, definitely. I, I used to work for um, Barry Kamen, who I thought really sort of, uh, you know, gave me that energy. Like, if you, if you want to um, have a longer um, chance in, in, into the world, you kind of have to have a voice. And I've always tried to find my voice and the things I want to say. And I think whenever I work with somebody, I try to really push my energy into that picture. And, and my, um, yeah, pretty much that. I really try very hard to make sure my stamp is, is, is on a body of work. And, and people can learn from that. And take I, haven't, I haven't even asked you where you are, where we're talking to you, because uh, <clears throat> obviously we're doing this because of these extraordinary times we're living through. Um, where are you? Where have you been for the last few weeks in lockdown? And uh, how has that been for you? And then we will get back to what you just said, because obviously that's very <laughs> important for us to pursue. I'm in London. I live in Hackney, which is beautiful. There's a little greens um, around me. So I've been, I've been going to the park, like making my own coffee, my own tea, <laughs> like going for a run, um, trying not to see anybody, reading. So yeah, it's, it's been good, but also so sad because so, so many of my friends, you know, leave so, so, so um, um, close by and I can't really see them, but, but I think it's for the greater good. So are you speaking remotely? Say? Are you speaking remotely? Are you in touch with everyone? You, you don't feel yeah, lonely? Yeah, definitely. I mean, my mom calls me every day. I've never been called so much in my life. When my mom calls me every day, are you home? Are you sure you're home? So it's, it's been good to, you know, talk to friends, family and loved ones. And, and have, you, uh, have you been well? Yes. I mean, same situation. I'm, um, I think we live a pretty isolated existence anyway. So it, it's, it's been very easy just to say, inside Jeff and me inside and we and we I go to the park I started doing this power walk every morning 12,000 step power walk which is I think 11 kilometers I mean that's more than I've exercised since high school quarantine but uh it's it, it's good but um something about your work very distinctive about your work is your and I think it might it I imagine in a funny way it would be quite useful when you're locked down and you're forced to use what's around you. I mean, I'm thinking of something like uh, you did the cover of Luncheon magazine and you made a crown out of pasta. Yeah. And that is the sort of project that I could imagine desperate parents saying to their children, you know, you see what Ib Kamara did on the cover of that magazine with a packet of pasta. I challenge you children to make a crown out of pasta. I mean, it, the, the beauty, the elegance, and the ingenuity of turning a packet of pasta into a crown. I mean, that's, that's lockdown therapy. Thank you. Definitely. I mean, it was, it was fun to do with um, Paolo, who is from, you know, who, who I love so much. But also, I, I was born in um, Freetown, a very poor family. So we didn't really have, like, you know, like TV. I didn't really know much about pop culture. So I kind of had to dream and just imagine things. And, and, and I do feel sometimes I'm still like a four-year-old in, in, in my mind. Like, you know, nothing is really strange. I can just make and, and, and anything I um, think of. And, and, and that's the way I kind of approach the way I style. Like, if I can have that look, I'm going to have to just make something else. And, and, and that's the way I think. I, I don't. I don't like when people tell me it's not possible. I think even even with my team, I think that's the one word we don't really use when we work together. It's not possible. We try to just go for it and like find anything to make things happen. And I just dream a lot. I, you know, I think I and I and and I never want to stop dreaming. I think I think I think when when you grow up, you you kind of have to stop. But but I don't want to stop. I want to just keep that going and see how far I can get away with it 
<laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's the power of dreaming, but it's also the power of play as well. There is something so incredibly playful in your work. For sure. I think also not um, being afraid, you know, like when I'm doing a body of work, I really, I really give my all and like play a lot and have so much fun doing it. You know, sometimes I can be in the um, Amazon on, on my knees, like, you know, working with plants and stuff. And, you know, like with those, you just, you just use your mind and just sort of um, create and, and keep going. And, and um, most times you don't really know what, what, what you're doing because there's so much going on. But then uh, at the end of the, the day, it's a beautiful um, body of work. Do you find yourself, I've been reading a lot about people dreaming now at this time when, um, because there's a sort of kind of forced inactivity in the daytime that people aren't doing as much in the daytime as they used to do. So their dream worlds have become a lot more active and people are talking about dreaming and color a lot more. Do you find your dreams are more vivid at the moment? I can't even imagine why you would need to dream more vividly because what you do is so vivid, but. It's funny because I have, I, I'm really um, um, struggling to sleep these days because I think I'm just like, you know, looking at so many films and getting so inspired. But then it sort of happens in a four hour sleep or five hour sleep. And I have to wake up and write those notes and I have to wake up and draw and like, so I, I don't know whether that's my way of sort of dealing with what's going on where I'm taking in so much information. Because, you know, uh, as you know, when, when you start working in this industry, it goes so fast and you keep going and going and going. So for the past month, I've just sat at home and just taken so much information. And I'm trying to process that in my dreams and trying to write those ideas and, and finding new people and new things that are so inspiring. So, I mean, in a way, my dreams are, I can really achieve those dreams because I'm, I'm in lockdown, but, yeah. but I can also write them and I can plan them and I can, I can, I can make notes about them. And, and hopefully when everything goes back to normal, I can bring them to life. But what, what does your work look like at the moment then? I think for the past year, I've been trying to sort of polish it. I don't know if that's a good answer. Try to go extreme but also make it more beautiful and still not and, and still not um being afraid to try new things and, and new concepts some i think my work is right now is um is is in um nature um politics um culture i think those are and those are the three things now i'm kind of um looking at and seeing how i can you know but if they're your themes how are you actually physically working right now that i was thinking more well, what is your what is your work day because i i know that for all the the, the sort of the, the absolute, the fantasy and the beauty of your images, it, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating for me how much of them actually comes out of technology that you found Kristen Lee Moolman, the photographer who you've done an incredible bodies of work with online. And these, these, these spirits that you've communed with to make these, these beautiful kind of primal images actually come from online relationships. Yeah, but, but also I think, I think that's what's been so good about my um, 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 generation. So like the days where you really have to like go to magazines and, and have to like intern, which is a good thing. I think it's very good to intern. But now we, we, we am sort of find each other. I've been working with friends online where they am take um, photos of me. I've been um, scanning my face at home, like which is really not good for you, but because the, the um, light is really bad for your eyes but I'm really <laughs> trying to push ideas and like, and like find ways, but, but also trying not to stress about it. I think I still need to take my time and um, understand that there's a bigger um, um, thing out there than me just making work in my house. 
But, but yeah, I think going back to um, Christine, I found her on Instagram and we just became friends and we just, we just um, traveled and, and, and make work. And it's been so good to, to find people that you think can, can, um, can bring something to your world. And then, and they um, becoming your friends and, and yeah. I, I should tell everybody at this point that, that if they go to your Instagram at Ib Kamara, they can see those face scans. And that's, 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 that's what you're talking about, isn't it? The yeah. face scans on your, yeah. yeah the and they're, they're quite creepy. Did, did you want them to be sort of slightly eerie? Honestly, I was just like, like, you know, playing around. So I have this, I don't know if you can see, I have this big light, like I found it in, in, in a bin somewhere and, and, and I got this big, massive light. I mean, these lights are not really good for my eyes, but I've been really trying. And so I've been like, you know, putting my face in this light and just like moving the scanner left, right to center. Just because I, you know, I see Paolo work, I see um, Marta Marcus work, I see Christine work, I see all these amazing people I get to work with. And I'm kind of like trying to step into their world and see if I can sort of take photos of myself. But, and, and I think also um, for, for once, I'm not trying to be beautiful. I'm not trying to make a beautiful picture. It's like, whatever this kind of gives me, that's what I'm going to get. Because I, there's no one here but me just making this, this picture. So, so yeah, I'm just letting the um, scanner does its thing with me and then, but also really pushing different things with it. I mean, I think it is a moment right now where everybody is so locked down, closed off, um, all the traditional ways of working are blown out of the water. You're gonna see people who have a vision, who have a, a vision that's strong enough to realize in very reduced circumstances, like you can do this thing with the scanner. Um, I actually, um, I want to ask you something. You, you did a um, page in self-service where you did, it's, it's not really a manifesto, but it's, you, made, you made quite a strong and interesting statement about, um, I'm going to read something to you, where you said that uh, you wonder if the world would be a much better creative space if we all worked on a little corner of the world with less pressure of what the other is up to. Like if there wasn't this constant cross-pollination that, that we see in the fashion industry where you actually said, everyone is practically looking at the same things and references. So if there wasn't this constant cross-pollination, if people were actually in their own little worlds, working on their vision without outside influence, that you felt um, there was a time when, um, there was a time in the past where that's the way people worked and then commerce intruded and, yeah. and, and took away the pure creativity of people just following their own stars in a way. And I, I was curious, I wanted to ask you about that because um, you, you do say, should we look at the past and learn from that? Or should we continue in this direction of uncertainty and hope that it is all a dream we will one day wake up from? Yeah. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was referencing to the time where, you know, I, you know, I, I, I saw this film, The um, Holy Mountain, like a couple of years ago, and the pure genius behind that. But then, the Jodorowsky movie. I mean, yes. I mean, it's just brilliant. Like every frame is a picture. But also within that time, there were so many other things happening. So you couldn't really copy it because you didn't really see it until it was finished. And I was thinking now we live in a time where everything is on Instagram, everything is online. Like, you know, shoots are coming out and you're seeing everything, everyone's doing everything. It kind of it kind of works in your subconscious where you think you need to be doing that. You, you need to be like, you know, making this kind of work. And to be successful. Yes, and it really kills ideas and like dreams and if we're all doing the same thing. I think that was my um, point of view. And, and, and I hope like young kids don't look at the work I'm doing, the work that, that's out there and think that's what I need to do because we all dream differently. And, you know, and, and, and it's good to, to, to just find your voice. Like 
what, what do you have to say to, to the world? And I don't believe the world need 10 of me doing the same thing. I think it's great that everyone can bring something just a little bit different. And then we have this beautiful, um, colorful space that is just so brilliant. And again, going back to that Holy Mountain and, and some of the movies that I love, and it's just brilliance and people using their mind to just create brilliant body of work that they didn't think will, you know, um, find a space for people like me to see and be like, wow, I'm so inspired, but, but I can do that because it, it's already done. I'm going to try to make something else, but with that energy, with that spirit. And so I think that was my point of view when I wrote that text for um, self-service. Yeah, and, and of course it makes me realize why I respond to your work the way I do, that I just haven't seen anything else like that. And, and I, I remember, without even knowing who you, who you were, I, I would see photo shoots and I'd think, wow. And, and, you know, maybe they'd be with Paolo Reversi, whose work I have known for decades, but you would be bringing this other quality. I mean, you, you mentioned nature. You use plants so beautifully. You respect nature. The, 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 the weird, eccentric beauty of nature that you bring into your photographs. I mean, I find it, I find it quite thrilling, but I, I'm curious when you, when you talk about people from the past whose vision was so unique and uninfluenced by what was happening around them, and you mentioned Jodorowsky, but who in fashion had that effect on you when you were a kid? I would say John, John um, um, Galliano. I think he's such a dreamer, you know, John. I'll say um, Jean-Paul Gouge, you know, like I am obsessed with everything he's done. You know, coming to know Paolo, you know, over the past two years have been incredible. Um, who else really, you know, when I was in, in when I was at um, CSM, we, there was this woman called, uh, God, I can't remember her name. Sorry, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> names are really, not my me too, me too. point of view, but uh, you not know, Louise Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she was incredible, but I really love what John did. You know, for me, I mean, there's so much dreams and 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 depth and like level of research that he brought into the fashion scene that I I loved. And you know, when I used to work for Barry, Barry mentioned um, um, Nemeth a lot, and I Mr. Nemeth, yeah. yeah and and I loved his work too. I love everything he did. And, and and Barry Barry came up as one of the Buffalo one of the Buffalo boys for the stylist Ray Petrie. Yes. And and I think about the you know the physicality of Ray Petrie's images, uh, the sort of the masculine eroticism of his images, and the the very the very different kinds of models, men and women that he brought into fashion. And I guess I can see that there's a through line from Ray Petrie through Barry Kamen to you. I can see Thank something you. similar. Thank you. You know, Barry really, I think, in, in installed um, taste and styling. I, I, I don't think you can teach taste, but you can sort of get bits and, you know, from, from, from taste. But he really made sure I really, um, um, what's the word, um, understood why I was doing um, 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 sort of styling, you know, he was brilliant and and really shaped me, I think, and really pushed me. I I I, I mean, he um he um um made the space where I, I can be um, anything, you know. I had all these crazy things and making crazy stuff, and he was he he would say, you know, keep doing it, keep going, wilder and. And he, he, um, he, he was the best. Uh, were you going to be a doctor at one point? Yes, I was. You know, my mom really made sure when I moved to England, I was going to go to um, uni to study to um, be a GP. But I was very um, um, good at it. But I just didn't like it. So, so I, I just didn't want to do it. And... So I, 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 I sort of used my um, scientific um, 
um, what's the what's the word um, teachings into what I do now, where I really push ideas, um, experiment a lot. So I think I, even though I didn't go on to be a GP, I hope she's happy that I can still use those little things I learned. Is she? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> She, she still thinks, are you still sewing? <laughs> I'm like, mom, tailors make a lot of money. So, I mean, it's a great job. So, Giorgio Armani's mother is still, is still a, well, no, she's not alive, obviously, but you know, he was supposed to be an architect. So, um, And Gianfranco Ferre was supposed to be a doctor, actually, as well. Maybe there's something in there that's interesting. But what, with that, with that in mind, that you were on this path, on this quite, uh, you know, professional path yeah you mentioned John Galliano um you talked about how assisting Barry Kamen was a huge influence on you but when did fashion what what particularly in fashion what images uh, you let you left Sierra Leone when you were 13 right when I was 16. 16 was fashion in your life before then I think in um music yes but also you know we used to get our, our clothes made by uh, a, a local guy. Sorry. <laughs> what was that? Sorry. I think it's the um, um, ambulance. Oh. Um, but, you know, when I was young, my mom will, will, will um, take us to get our stuff made. So I guess that was fashion, but I didn't really un understand why I had to get, you know, um, measured to like get like a top made or a, a shirt made. But I, you know, I used to watch um, Michael Jackson, you know, so great, great fashion in there. But really, I didn't really have much around me to, to play with. Madonna? Madonna, it was when I really moved to... to um, um, like, Jean-Paul Goud and, you know, Jean-Paul yeah. Gaultier. So, so all these people came to me when I moved here. So when I was back home, I only watched um, CNN, CNN, BBC. So, so those people I really love because those were, were the um, stars in my eyes, like people I saw on TV and not so much Michael Jackson and, and um, Madonna. So it was when I, when I moved to London, when I went to CSM and then my eye just opened up to all this amazing pop culture. And I, and I went wild because I was new to it and I wanted to experience everything. I wanted to try everything. I started wearing a dress. I started you know, living home very late at night in a very short dress to go clubbing. In what, nag, nag, nag? Or what, what did you know? Um, a lover boy. Oh, yeah. A lover yeah. boy at the time, which is brilliant. So I really had that. I think maybe that's why it's really helped my work because I'm still, I, I'm, I'm in my um, 20s now, but I'm still grabbing so much from, you know, not being... In, in, in the West. So I'm still like taking in so much stuff. And it sort of helps, I think, my work. How often do you go back to Sierra Leone? I've been three times in the past 10 years. I was in Sierra Leone, uh, I think, four weeks ago. Because it's, it's very, very strong in your work. Africa is very, very, West Africa is very, very strong in your work. And has it been easier now you can look back at it to absorb it? Or do you feel it's your mission to kind of promote, to promote the culture, to promote the, the incredible visual richness, the textures, uh, the stories, you know, that, 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 are, that are in your work? Is that part of making peace with your culture or introducing it to the world? Or what, how would you describe it? I think I have fallen in love with it. You know, like when I moved here, I was so ashamed of it because you are forced into this space where people, people's um, 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 ideas of Africa is, is very like, you know, poor and not much going on there. So I, so for um, a couple of years, I didn't really reference it. I didn't really, really, you know, but then over the past five years, you know, going back and, you know, looking at the photos of my mom and dad, you know, um, clubbing in, in the 80s, 90s, and then looking back at all my childhood um, 
um, memories, I really have to um, bring that in, in, into my work because that's me. And if I can bring that into my work, then, then I, I shouldn't be doing this work. So I think going back home and just seeing things and colors and like people, like I think Africans are so stylish, but, but, but because we don't look at trends, it's so much beautiful because people just layer up and just, you know, like don't really care whether it's like 30 degrees, they're like five layers on and a hat and a, and a fab boot. And I see those things and I'm like, wow, I mean, why didn't I take all of this in when I was here? When, when I was growing up here. So it's been good to, to, to um, go back home and just, and just be BM1 with, 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 um, with, with it again, and also bring that into my work and also um, push that. I, I think the world needs, needs to know Africa is a beautiful space and, um, and um, imaginative people that are doing things from very little and I think it's very important for me to show that in my work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. It's advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Well, I think, I think um, the whole... I know it, maybe it's a sweeping generalization to refer to West Africa, but when I, I think of you from Sierra Leone, I think of um, Matty Diop doing that movie Atlantics from Senegal and, was- and Alpha Dia and, and Malik as, you know, huge male models. And there's a sort of consciousness that what, what consciousness, a new consciousness of that region and what's coming out of it, what strikes me, what struck me with Atlantics and with your work is there's a sort of magic in it, but literally like a sort of folk magic, you know, like a, um, a sort of mystical quality 
you know, in, in that movie and in your styling that there's, it, it feels like you are drawing on those elements when you, when you create those groups of people in the most extraordinary looks. Um, I know you said that your, there's your grandfather was a chief or what did yeah, you say? My, my granddad from my mom's side was a chief. <laughs> because there's something incredibly elegant and aristocratic and mystical in your work. Would you, do you see that? Would you agree? For sure. You know, like when I, when I used to work with Barry, Barry was all about the stands. So, I mean, the shoes you wear, the um, jacket, you know, so whenever I'm styling people, I want them to feel like the most beautiful people, you know? And it's the same thing when I travel and, and make a work, you know, even if, if, even if, we, even if we're shooting in, in the um, poorest areas, I still want those kids to really feel like they've never looked their best and never felt their best. And, and I really want them to show in the, in the, in the um, final images. And, you know, going back to other people like, doing work, I think also living in the West where you have all this freedom and going to Africa with that same kind of mindset, you kind of go wild, you know, even though there's so many roles and, you know, things you can really do in certain places. But I think just, just letting your mind just wander and just create things, like the most beautiful things um, come from, from that. And that's what I've kind of, I've taken my London kind of, freedom of just you know ex, you know doing anything i want to do and my uh, and my um uh, african you know um background and kind of um putting them together and just letting myself go and i think i think that's what i i um that's that's um what i feel when i'm making this work is there something subversive in it do you think that are you challenging the orthodoxy though, because you make your men and women so beautiful and you make them into other, other beings. There's a sort of otherness to them. I wonder how much of a challenge that is to, to the, the culture that you grew up in, that you're challenging traditional ideas of masculinity. You're challenging, you, you make men so elegant and the word definitely isn't androgynous because they're incredibly masculine in, 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 their, in their sexuality but they I still feel challenged and that's another thing I love that there's always provocation in what you do I think. You know that's how I sort of um, take in pictures I, I always think uh, if I am going through um, Vogue or um, any other magazine I want to be able to stop and um, look at that photo twice. And it's the same thing when I'm making work. I want people to stop and just taking so much of what I've put in, 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 into that picture. And I think for me, making photos is like an ad campaign. If, if it doesn't stop you, then it hasn't really done its job because, because the whole point, even if you don't buy, but you need to sort of think about that when you go to bed. Oh, I saw that you know, on the bus or something. And, and, and that's how I sort of make photos. I want people to look at it twice. And even when I'm putting men in like wedding dresses in an African setting, I, I want you to think, wow, this will never happen. But, but it is happening because there's a boy on the street of Freetown wearing a dress and people are not really doing anything to him. And he's able to just live his best life. And I think that that um, sort of um, picture says a lot because it, it kind of takes away your, um, um, your um, idea that Africans wouldn't let boys wear dress. If, if you see that picture, I've, I've, you know, this boy might, um, might um, get killed, but that boy is, is in that picture. So it kind of messes up with your mind a bit. And those are the kind of stuff I try to, you know, bring into my work where things are not supposed to be there, but they are there. And it's up to you to look at a photo and think, wow, you know, I would have and, never thought this is allowed. And what impact does it have on kids like you in countries like Sierra Leone? Have you become a sort of a kind of uh, cult hero 
to kids there? Do they know your work? Do they, do they feel liberated by what you're doing? I wouldn't say a cult hero because I don't really know, but, but I get a lot of like emails and like, you know, from, from kids in, in like South Africa, East and West. And, and they're all like, you know, thank you so much for like, you know, dancing in that video or, you know, or, you know, putting the boy in the dress. I feel like I can do the same. I want to be a stylist. I want to take photos. So it's been good to just, you know, like inspire young people to chase their dreams and, 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 and I hope it's a, it, there's a wave of new people, of, of new people like me after this that just go out and, and, and um, tell their truth. I, I I've, um, was looking at Soft Criminal, the body of work that you did with Christine, um, yeah. uh, Lee Mulman, the photographer, and Gareth Wrighton, the designer. And one of the photos is sort of like what you're talking about is the guy in the, in the fuchsia tool dress with the boxing gloves and the, you know, the fuchsia boxing gloves in the that very super strong image. Um, it feels to me like there's a lot of stuff coming out of, out of South Africa in particular now, a, a sort of illuminated LGBTQ sensibility. There's a, a lot of art, a lot of fashion, a lot of photography. Um, do you feel that things are changing? I mean, obviously we hear, as in the news generally, you normally hear the bad stuff before you hear the good stuff. But is, is there, do you feel good things happening? Do you feel change happening? Do you feel Africa is the youngest continent by far age-wise in the world? I mean, just about everybody is under 20, you know? Do you feel a whole kind of revolution happening there? I mean, it is, it is the future, we know that. But do you feel that when you're, well, do you feel you're representing that even? Yes, definitely. I think whenever I am working in Joburg or in Freetown or in Senegal, like people are so open-minded, but like if you go 20 years back, you, you really wouldn't have that. But I think because we have Instagram and Twitter and people are seeing things from different parts of the world. So they're kind of like taking that energy and bringing it into their own world and forming their own subcultures. That's why I love to go back because there's so much subcultures happening like, you know, London went through the 80s, the punks and all this amazing, the hippies and all this amazing 70s that happened. And I feel like Africa is sort of going through that at the moment where there's so many subcultures. And, and you know, the styling that, that is coming out, out of those, you know, um, mm. soft things that, 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 that is going on, it's incredible. You know, filmmakers are using their phones to like make, make things. So, so I think it's, it's so exciting to be going back and seeing young people just coming together because they all have phones now. They can, they can say, okay, you, you style, you make videos, come and work with me. And I think we, we, we are going to see so many great visuals coming out of Africa, if not now or in the next year or so, because there's so many kids just um, hungry to make work. And, you know, if you look at um, um, festivals now in like in, in, in Ghana, these kids are going wild with um, um, costumes, you know, like making the most over the top things you, you wouldn't necessarily see t um, 20 years ago. So I think my generation and the people after me are going to hopefully change the um, concept of what people think Africa is and, and and its um, 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 it, it, its role in in the um, 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 space that we're all um, working in. Well, it, it it I think that it it we're going to see that really really quickly. I think that for sure it, it might almost be one after effect of what Western Europe and America are going through right now uh, with the crisis that with the Corona crisis that. I think the whole balance of power, the balance of the, the emphasis, uh, where the world looks for hope and so on is gonna change completely um, over the next 50 years or so. And maybe, yeah. that's, maybe even that's like conservative to think that. Uh, you, um, you have 
really excelled at collaboration, I feel, that, that you've, you've made, you've created worlds with other people. That feels to me also like something that's quite new, that there's a generosity of spirit. You know, I, 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 it was quite interesting for me when I found out all these people who I love, like I love, I love your work, I love Kelsey Liu's work, I love Jack Davison's work, I love Tyler Mitchell's work. And then I find out that you all know each other and yes. that there actually is a whole sort of community that, that of people yes. who, who do work together and who inspire each other. So is that, is that through technology or, or how does that, how does that, I guess it is. Yes, because we, we can all just um, DM each other. It's so easy. And then, you know, if um, Tyler is here, if, if Lou is here, if, you know, Jack is so close to me. So we all sort of, you know, when Lou is here, um, um, Tyler is here, Campbell, all these people around me. So we all do um, um, dinners together and just have a great time. And, and we all talk. We, we all talk about um, projects, things that we're going through. You know, if I didn't have this, um, this um, a group of people in my life, I think I'll be sort of lost. But I have all these amazing young um, people around me doing amazing things and also respect my work and, and I respect their work. And we all, like, you know, um, we all just um, love each other. And, and I think it, it's really good because, because I, I want to, to, to see these people in, in um, 20 years and see where they are and, and, and what you're doing. How does that fit with you talking about working in your own little corner and not being infected by what other people are doing, not being sort of influenced by what other people are doing? Um, do you have to, because all of those people are very, very strong visually and they yeah. all have their own, their own voices. And I imagine visually and, and you know, talent-wise, they're all, they're all quite unique. Uh, it's like when I talk to musicians sometimes and they say, I can't listen to other people's music because I can't help it. I know I'm going to pick something up without realizing it. So how do you, how do you stay intact? Honestly, I, I try not to be online that much just so I don't consume so much. But I think given this time that we're in, I've just been trying to um, consume things that I find, in, in, you know, um, in, in inspiring and, and, and not what my friends think is, is cool or trying to stay off, off the phone uh, as much as I can. I think it's been so great because I can just look at other things and not be, um, be um, 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 trying to, to think, oh, that's cool. That, that's what I should be doing. So I think it's been good to just um, be, be inside but, but but you know i can't wait to see what my friends have, have been up to you know i'm dying to see the, the work they're doing after this because i think it's going to be special that everyone gets to go into the into their own um little world and make and not be um um bothered by by the noise you mean after this particular lockdown situation that we're all in that everybody's been in their heads yes. and they're kind of they're doing your new work for them. How do you think you're going to have changed when you, when you come out of it? Hmm. I think maybe more wild ideas because I've been taking in way too much. <laughs> I think I've been taking in way too much that I am usually um, um, uh, allowed to. So I think there's so much time in my hand and I've been writing as well. So, and, you know, so I hope my, my, um, um, vision gets bigger and bigger and and I can make those those things happen. Yeah. So I was curious when you've been working for people like Stella McCartney and Burberry you know when you become big in the business and everybody wants to buy your fabulosity does that make you go back to your own work with a sort of a, a kind of urge to be more out there I feel your work I feel I feel that I feel that your work has as a naturally sort of quite extreme quality, and do you, do you feel that that's actually what you will expand on? You know, when when you're when you're a game. I mean, do you get a lot of freedom actually when you're working with magazines like Vogue and? You know, and, yes, yes, I do. I actually do, and and but also I work within 
that that sort of freedom. I think you know, like I I, I work a lot with like um, um, Vogue Italia, and they're so incredible to work with, and they really push ideas. So I think it's been it's been really good for me to sort of you know work with people like Ferdy um, in, 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 in my way. And all these amazing people at Vogue IT, and just be be allowed to think. You know, Ferdy is so much fun when you work with him because you you're both just bouncing and and playing. But also, I never want to lose who I am because I'm working for bigger people. I still want to maintain myself within that body of work. I think that's what I kind of want to um, go on with. No, no matter how big the brand is, I still want to be able to have my stamp on it. I think, I think, you know, I, I love culture. And I think no matter how big a brand is, a brand needs culture. It needs the um, kids in, in the streets to lust after it. So I think when you lose that, you sort of lose that, that spark and that um, um, vision. And I never want to lose that. I never want to be um, blinded by money or or how big I get in my world. I still want to be able to create from from the heart and make work because I want to make it. And I've been very lucky to work with a lot of amazing people that just let me come in and do my thing. And they also do their thing. And then it becomes our thing because we are all kind of trying to dream and create a a body of work that has never been seen before. And I, and I really love doing things that have never been seen before. So I might go mad at the end because I'm always trying to outdo myself and really push myself. But I love that. I'm in my own little world and, and, and I can't. But you, 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 do, you, you, do, you are a testament to the power of the stylist because actually when you look at the, when you look at the pictures, it doesn't, it almost, I, they're going to hate me for saying this. It almost doesn't matter who the photographer is because what you're seeing is the incredible, you know, distillation and in, in, in the actual, it's like you made something and someone took a picture of it, but it was, it's the thing that you made that you're looking at, you know, that's what I find so exciting. And I wondered if, um, you know, I think when Polly Mellon worked with Richard Avedon, for example, and you could see the relationship or, or Nick Knight and Marcus Scully doing the Yoji Yamamoto campaigns in the 1980s, uh, yeah. 80s, yeah. Um, where you could see this kind of relationship where you were making something that for the photographer to take a picture of and there's this excitement. You know, it's, it's an it's a incredible, incredible chemistry. I think I will also get into trouble, so I wouldn't really answer that fast. But, but I I'll love, get into trouble. Let's I do love it. the people I work with. You know, I look at images as a as a cinema, and because we do so much, um, um, we we um, research a lot in my studio. We um, build as characters, so I think it it will you will see them in my work because they're just not standing there. They're you know everything I put on my on, on people I style means something or is saying something. Sometimes it's not, but I I I, I there's so much um 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 what's the word um um character within those frames. Mm, mm. And what I want people character, to that's the word. That, definitely. Yeah. So I, I think when people look at my work, they um see a character. Yeah. What is what is this person playing? And I try to bring some um some um, characters back into, in, into new work. Who are they? Who are your characters? Um, I love a, I love a, a woman that can just have five lovers or, or more. I love, I love a killer. I love uh, That's giving me an idea. <laughs> You know, I'm looking for something else to ask you, by the way. I'm not being rude, so I keep talking. <laughs> no, I, I mean, there's so many things in my head, you know, that I, you know, um, little um, bits and bobs that I try to bring into the picture. And uh, yeah, I love um, um, this guy, um, Quentin's work. Like, you know, like all his movies are so incredible. And 
Tarantino? Quentin Tarantino. Because Quentin is somebody else. Quentin is a painter from the, yeah. You would like his work as well, but you, if you're talking about Quentin Tarantino, Quentin is definitely, yeah. But, but I love all his films he's made. You know, I, I think there's so much characters in there and, it's, and I sort of can um, um, re relate to them. I, I'm curious, I'm curious you, you just mentioned something that you talked about. Uh, uh, you talked about a woman with five lovers and you talked about uh, who was the, the, next, the next person you said was, like a bad guy, like a no, bad guy, yeah. <laughs> no, you you call that that thing you did with Christine. You called it soft criminal, and then you call yourself sensitive thug. <laughs> so there's a sort of is there a sort of outlaw thing going on with you? Do you think like you have a sort of that's the way you kind of crystallize your outsider sensibility? You know? Yeah, but I I think also that's my work. You know, it's it's not expected. You know, I people like me coming from a very poor background, coming into fashion, you're not expected to sort of create those, those body of work. And also I grew up in a very strict home where I, I couldn't really be myself. And then when I left to go to, to an art school, I became this, this wild being and I, I was exposed to so much. So I, I think in a way I became this sensitive kind of thug that is, you know, I am vulnerable, but I'm also very active. I can, I can, you know. Violent? Yes. What? Violent? I wasn't violent. Vulnerable, but, but violent? Ish, but I mean, but, but in, a, in, in an art form, in a most beautiful form. Mm. And I think soft um, criminal was, was. <laughs> Michael Jackson, smooth criminal. Yes, sort of like, you know, you were so beautiful, but then you have this dark past and this dark secrets and, and this dark element to you that, you know, that, that I think is beautiful. And how- You like your work to have that edge? Do you, that, that, that- A little that, bit. That, that a little bit menace, of menace, maybe? A little bit of sex, a little bit of dark edge, a little bit of romance, a little bit of culture and a tiny bit of violence, if, if, if I'm allowed to print those pictures. <laughs> but also, um, 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 re religion plays a big role in my work too, because you know my dad was an imam, and then my mom is a Christian. So I sort of draw from those references and try not to get into trouble. But there is spirituality. I think that's. I mean, even in the way that you re relate to nature in your pictures, there's 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 a spirit. There's this, the spirit of nature. Maybe it's not necessarily. Uh, Christian or um, Muslim, you know, it's not it's not traditional religious spirit, but there is a an animism that 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 actually is super super powerful. I I wanted to ask you something about um, we talked a little bit a bit about this how you didn't want ten people coming along after you and you know to do what you do. You want you wanted people to find their own voice to be inspired by you finding your voice, but. I was at um, Central St. Martin's picking new student, picking BA students for the Saraband scholarship. Yeah. And one of the students we picked was Kathy Miong, and she, you shot her outfit for um, uh, Italian Vogue. Oh, oh yes. And you shot her student look for Italian Vogue. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that was such an incredible thing that you took her BA Got look. You. Yeah. and put it with all these incredible designers. And I, that's when I really had a sense of how things can change, you know, how, how the world can open up and become, how, how fashion can, can become this very, could become this very inclusive um, yeah. uh, thing. So I think also that's how you bring people in that you really believe in, you know. I, you know, even though we pull all this amazing stuff from the runway, I'm always looking at what, the um, students are doing, you know, who, who, who do I think I can pair into my shoot and bring, bring in, into my world. And I think that's how we have new talents. We, we um, shed lights on new people, like the way people like Barry really pushed me, people like um, Judy Blaine really gave me a chance. And, you know, Days gave me my first fashion shoot and then, I, and then now, now with ID and Vogue, I think, I think, we just need to see people that we think are have a point of view or are saying something and then give them a chance. 
because if we don't, then we're just going to be the same people doing the same thing. And I think it's, you know, um, um, culture doesn't really move that way and, and, um, and um, beauty doesn't really move that way. We need new people to, to um, add to that. And I hope I am adding to that. And, and you know, there are other people that can come after me and, and, you know, add to that as well. And then we can push this industry in the most beautiful light and, 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 and um, make it a space for everyone to, to be able to dream and, and um, feel like they can be a part of it. You know, when I came into fashion, I was so scared. I was so scared to, to you know, even if I see, even if I see people like you on, um, even if I see you at fashion shows, I'll be so scared to come up to you. Because <laughs> I mean, at a time when Instagram was not so, such a thing, but now I can just DM you and tell you, Tim, I love you so much. And if you ever have time, have a coffee with me. Let's, I'd right? love to do that. I'd love to. <laughs> no, I, so. When, when you have time, what is the world going to look like? What is fashion going to look like? What, what, what's going to happen? Are you optimistic? I am. And I, and I really think there's going to be a lot of beautiful things coming out of it. I think when you, when you stop people for some time and then you just let them out again, I think so much beauty is going to come out of it and so much ideas and so much great concepts. And I'm so excited to be part of that. And you know, push those ideas, you know, and and I think I think people are thinking of the most amazing ways to, to make photos now, with yes. very with very little things yeah. with them, and you know, I see so much going on, and I think it's beautiful, and I'm trying not to get too involved, but but I but I'm loving it from from, from afar, but I think it's it's going to be a a very new world of of um. Of, of, I think, I think people are, are going to realize anything is possible because if you're locked down and still making this body of work, you know, what, what happens when we have everything back, you know, you can just go off and be <laughs> even more, you know, over the top with ideas and vision. It, it's it's going to be your world and I can't wait to see what it looks like and I'm very happy to be part of it. So thank you very much for talking to us today. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll have that coffee. See you yeah, soon. Please. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, and you might be interested in joining the Business of Fashion's global membership community, BOF Professional. Our members receive exclusive deep dive analysis, regular email briefings, as well as unlimited access to our archive of over 10,000 articles, our new iPhone app, and all of the online courses and learning materials from BOF Education. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere, online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. <laughs> Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef grade range recently and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. 
I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.